Welcome, welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. Hello, kids. Thank you guys so much for understanding. I had to switch the times from Saturday to Sunday because it's cold season. And sadly, the Pagood crew had caught it all. So we were busy trying to recuperate, make sure we had enough energy so that we could do all the fun things that we love to do here on the Capital Life. And I appreciate all of you guys tuning in. If you guys have not seen us before, please go ahead and like and subscribe below. Um, we're doing this via Facebook, YouTube, but I want to make sure you guys get your notifications so that we get to talk about all the things because that's what we do here. My name is Abby Pagood. I'm your host of The Capital Live. Um, we are here to talk about all the things that life brings through all phases of life making sure that we get it out in the open or know that we're not alone when we're going through all of it. And basically we also debunk a lot of the crap or the chaos that we have a feeling that we do. We get these uh, preconceived notions either from society or from what we think internally because we, sometimes we get self-conscious, etc. And a lot of times it's good to get that message across that that perspective is not necessarily true and that other people feel exactly the same way that you do. So that is what our goal is here today. So today's topic is a really, really great topic. And if you notice of the title, it says, don't get dirty with your anxiety. Getting dirty with your anxiety is basically kind of, I'm really big into messaging. A lot of you guys know me and know that I love being able to take a message and kind of put it into the title and give hints of what we're going to be talking about. So pay attention for future titles and try and think about what is in the detail of that message, because I guarantee we're going to hit that subject. So clearly we're talking about don't get dirty with your anxiety. So we're talking about little dirt. We're talking about a little anxiety. We're talking about a little bit of food talks today too. So it's going to be lots of fun. Um, our food talks today are actually going to be focused on what causes anxiety, foods to avoid for anxiety, in addition to eating healthy foods that don't taste like dirt. Because a lot of times when people are thinking about changing their routine and making it a little bit healthier for them, they have a feeling that most of what they have to consume tastes like crap. And I'm here to tell you that that doesn't have to be the case. Okay. So, but first, if we are going to make an effort to take care of your body, first and foremost, we need to do a huge shout out to Troy Newmeyer with Newmeyer Peak Performance Chiropractics. Um, he is here local in McKinney. I am from McKinney, Texas. Um, he is phenomenal. Um, anything that you need, he gets you all aligned in straight and narrow, in addition to giving you all the full service treatments from head to toe at a very affordable price, keeping your immune response up and ticking. So when my kids and my mom were starting to come down with this huge bug that's been going around, the first thing I did was send them over to the chiropractor to make sure their immune response was functioning properly and making sure that even just cleaning all of those sinuses and everything was delightful, okay? Um, 
slow it down a little bit and we just talk about the fact that anxiety is a all-time high okay there's a lot of noise there's a lot of clatter people are a little bit on edge these days um even if you go on tiktoks right now oh my gosh like all the TikToks that I've seen recently, at least within the first two months, have been focusing on how, how to do, do things in life when you have anxiety issues. So some of the things that I've been seeing is, you know, someone approaching the door to a gym and then leaving because they have so much anxiety. Anytime someone is trying to get back into the real world and function in society and then here they have this overwhelming feeling of anxiousness that is coming through. So I thought it'd be really important to kind of talk about the difference between anxiousness and anxiety, okay? So a lot of times when you're living life and we get excited about an event, you kind of feel that little overwhelming pattern and we get a little bit nervous and we get those knots in our stomach. That's the feeling of anxiousness. You're excited. That's living. That's living life. That's not anxiety. That's not overkill. You're anxious for sure. If you want to call it anxiety, that's fine. But don't allow that to consume you thinking, oh my gosh, I have anxiety to the point where you cannot function. There is events in life. Not everything in life is going to be super calm, super relaxed, super chill. We are all going to have feelings of excitement. We're going to have feelings of having a difficult time getting to and from some dealing with an issue. We're going to have, you know, the overwhelming feeling of when we have to go up maybe in a public setting and seeing a whole bunch of people in a huge crowd. And that can be nerve wracking for us, but it does. It's a very common thing. It's about that's something that we all deal with when it comes to living as part of life. So I definitely don't want people to confuse the two between anxiety and anxiousness, okay? Because anxiousness is kind of a part of living, it's feelings, okay? Now, the other thing that we need to address as well when it comes to anxiety is the fact that anxiety can become an overwhelming feeling to where it leads to things like panic attacks, okay? Now, if you're someone that has experienced panic attacks, it can be completely debilitating. So, I mean, we're talking the heart pulses, you get full body sweats, you almost feel like the room is spinning, you almost have to, like you cannot function. A lot of people end up having to go to your knees and fall apart. Now, the question is why is this occurring, okay? Because a lot of times it's like you could walk into a building, right? and everything was perfectly fine until you walked in there and then all of a sudden you've had this wave of emotion, okay? So one of the things I really wanted to talk about is I, I do not want people that have anxiety to be offended when I say this, okay? I want them to stay listening to the content, see if this resonates with you because I'm definitely not trying to push the bar and be disrespectful in any way because I 100% understand what you're going through. I have been there myself. Now, when we are experiencing these waves of emotions, we are experiencing these overwhelming forms of anxiety to the point where they become panic attacks. They're a physical response, absolutely. You experience them. There's no question that you have not had the experience. 
The question is, where is it actually coming from? Okay. Now, today in society, Western medicine truly teaches you, okay, you're having anxiety, let's pop you full of these pills, and then it'll help you figure it all out. Now, the problem with that is, is that that's technically a Band-Aid situation. It's not actually dealing with where it's coming from. It's not helping you find what's going on with your body. And so that's where I have said time and time again to many clients that anxiety really isn't a thing. Okay? Now, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I'm not saying that I'm saying the cause of the anxiety is not really a thing. Like someone just saying, oh, I have anxiety. Okay, well, so does a thousand of people. And yes, they experience some of these symptoms. But the question is, where is it stemming from? Because nobody wants to sit there and be 20, 30 years old and be put on anxiety drugs and medications for the rest of their life. Okay? Because in a long-term effect, all of those medications end up wearing on your essential organs and then in turn ends up damaging you down the long run. It can help as a temporary fix to get you over the edge, but there are alternative methods to help you through that. Now, I'm more of the kind of person where I like to know where the hell is this coming from? Why am I experiencing these things? Okay. I want to know the answer so that I can actually kind of nip it in the butt and get control over it. I don't want to sit there and have to go to medication. I don't want to sit there and not be able to function in society. So really we need to broaden our awareness because when I say that anxiety is not really a thing, I'm saying usually you're picking up on energy surrounding you that aren't yours. But because you're sensitive to your environment, it becomes an overwhelming wave of emotion from you, which sets you up for panic attacks. It sets you up for overwhelming anxiety. It sets you up for disaster because you're unaware of what to do with these emotions. Okay. Now to go back just a little bit, I want all of you to understand that when we are born, like when we were born, we are born as these natural beings of light, these huge glowing, amazing, pure energy of light. Light and beauty love everything that's good and pure. And as we grow and evolve, we start to adapt who we are from our external, external influences and our internal influences. And from that, we end up getting these different, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. And it kind of sometimes desensitizes that beam of light. Now, the reason why I bring this up is I want you to think of kids. Kids are very attuned to energies around them, right? Like even babies. Let's say you have a weird, creepy uncle, okay? A weird, creepy uncle that no one really, really, like, yeah, he's kind of weird or whatever. But we just don't know why. We're just like, we get this awkward, uncomfortable feeling. If you hand your baby over to let your uncle hold them and the baby starts crying, he's picking up on that awkward energy. He's picking up on that sensitivity. Because children are these massive beams of light that are very intuitive. They already pick up on their surroundings, very similar to horses and dogs and other animals, right? When they feel threatened or if they feel scared, they get timid, they get scared, they show you what's going on with them. And that is what we're talking about, is that a lot of people don't realize that over the years, they become desensitized to some of their intuitive abilities. All of us are born with it. The question is, do you 
pay attention when you get that instinct that tells you, hey, let's not go down this road because I just have a bad feeling. We all get it. I know that you do because we all get that feeling. It's that time where all of a sudden you sit there and think, oh my gosh, that was really eerie. Oh my gosh, what? how strange was that? I live in a world where that's not strange anymore to me. That's just part of being connected, being attuned to your awareness. So what we need to do is broaden your awareness, pay attention to your surrounding, and ask yourself, is this feeling yours? Initial, right, right off the gate, your internal clock will tell you yes or no, okay? Now, sometimes you can overthink things. We don't want the overthinking. We don't want, we don't want our ego getting in the way of it. We don't want our brain overthinking things and, and telling us whatever. We want to pay attention and say, is this yours? Okay? In doing this, we can actually start trying to figure out the identities in the room. Was it your anxiety? Were you anxious because you don't like going into a large group space because there's too much, there's too many people, it's too chaotic? Or were you perfectly fine before you came into the room and then when you came in, it was so overwhelming because there's so many energies that you're picking up on, okay? That is what I'm talking about, being able to identify. Sometimes that requires a couple different techniques, okay? So today we're gonna actually talk about the techniques that we can use to help us through a situation when we are feeling anxious when we are feeling like things are getting a little bit out of control because they may not be our emotions. So what we can do is because you can't, you can't control other people, but you can control your emotions and your reactions to things, okay? So the first thing I wanna do is when you're starting to feel a little bit anxious, one of the things you can do is you can just lightly tap your chest, okay? So you just take one of your fingers or your whole hand, it doesn't matter, and you actually kind of tap on your chest, just above, a, just, you know, just above where your tatas could be, right in the center point, basically where a necklace would hang nice and low, and you just keep tapping, okay? That is a really good technique to kind of activate that sensory overload and kind of keep you a little bit more stable, okay? And another thing is we can do a visualization of rooting yourself. I want you to take all of those feelings, all of that anxiousness, any of that high vibration frequencies, any of that overwhelmingness, and I want you to imagine that you've got, you could just pour it down into your feet. So basically you're taking, you're taking it down from your head, from your shoulders, through your arms, down through your butt, through your legs, through your feet, and just push that energy, that awkward, uncomfortable energy right back into Mother Mother Earth right back into the ground, okay? And as you're doing that, I also want you to imagine that your legs are totally becoming part of the ground. You're feeling that solidarity. Some people feel better when they are outside. They're outside, they can put their feet in the ground, it gets them connected to Mother Earth, it kind of gets them more rerouted. But if you're in a public setting and you really can't do that, I want you to envision, okay, you've got those overwhelming feelings, you feel that rush and wave, and you just pour it down back into Mother Earth and let it take it. Take all that energy. It is not going to spread bad energy back into the world. It's just that Mother Nature knows what to do with it, okay? That's just how we're going to do it. We're going to put it back in. We're going to put it back. And as you're doing so, I want you to breathe in. 
And as you breathe in, I want you to be thinking calm, peace, happiness. And as you exhale, I want you to be ex exude, exhaling unneeded, unwanted feelings. So if you're feeling, if you're feeling um, like the tingles, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling overheated, I want you to exhale all of that out. And I want you to say it to yourself because speaking it really does assist when we are just when we are dealing with these things. So you want to go inhaling calm, exhaling anxiety, inhaling strength, exhaling weakness. Okay. So those are a couple of things that we can do to kind of get us a little bit rebalanced. Um, we later on we will talk about clearing space and making and assisting outside of ourselves. But right now when we're dealing with the dirtiness of what anxiety brings and how it makes us feel, we really want to make sure that we focus on ourselves helping us deal with that energy as it's coming in. Okay. Now, just a special reminder, if you guys have not tuned into this before, please go ahead and hit click like, please subscribe, even a share button if you really decide that you like me that much because I really would appreciate the following. Um, just to get the message out there so that we know how to deal with our bodies and ourselves. Um, we are also on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. You can also sign up for our newsletter and latest information at CapitalHealth.com. And um, officially, we are now launched on Spotify. I finished the first episode, which you guys remember was called Stuff It!, which technically is a Thanksgiving episode, but I finally finished editing it and it is launched on Spotify. So you can now subscribe to Spotify. The good thing is, is I'm going to make sure that after these are launched and live, we will make sure and have access to them on Spotify within the week so that you guys are not having to wait months on end for them. Okay. Um, now it's time for food talks. Who doesn't like food talks, guys? Okay, food can so influence your mood. We've already talked about the spiritual and energetic aspect of anxiety. So now we're gonna do talk about the physical aspect of what we can do to help reduce anxiety. So foods can profoundly influence your moods. So serotonin and tryptophan are neurotransmitters and are known for, for influencing mood. Okay, serotonin low, actually there's links that say that low serotonin levels actually influence and create the feeling of anxiety, AKA making your anxiety worse. If it's already existent, there you go, okay? Tryptophan is an essential amino acid and it actually increases serotonin synthesis in the brain. And so when, this, this, when you're increasing serotonin synthesis in the brain, you're actually creating a, a boost in your mood, which is kind of ideal, right? Because you want to set yourself up for success. If you're already dealing with overwhelming feelings of anxiety and you don't know where they're coming from because you're not stable in channeling in and basically broadening your awareness of your environments and where it's coming from, what we can control is what we do physically for our body to ensure that our internal our internal body is prepared or at least reduced in anxiety feelings. So making sure that we are basically loaded with tryptophan to help increase our serotonin synthesis in the brain so that we can 
reduce that aspect. Now, the really cool thing about tryptophan is it also has some extra beneficial properties that actually help impact your learning. It also helps with, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot it. It helps impact your learning. It also helps with your memory. And in addition to that, it helps with aggression control, which uh, a lot of people today need some help with their aggression control because there's been a lot of Karens out there. And then in it also, last but not least, it also helps with visual um, cognition, cognition, which is very cool that it has all these extra benefits that go with it. So now the real question is, what foods have tryptophan in it, okay? I know one, turkey, Thanksgiving, We've talked about that before. However, there's a lot more, and some of them are the enjoyable ones, such as chocolate. Chocolate can be fantastic. Now, chocolate's interesting because sometimes some chocolates, depending, so this is where label reading comes in really big and handy, is that what ends up happening is with your foods, chocolate can sometimes have traces of caffeine in it. So you have to be cautious when you're consuming forms of chocolate, or at least make sure you're reading the label so that you're not overdoing the chocolate because you don't want to have a counter, you know, you don't have, want your chocolate to be a wash, okay? Um, dairy is also another form of increased tryptophan. However, if you've watched me before and you've heard me talk about dairy, I really like to minimize your exposures to dairy. I really want to make sure that people are not really getting a consumption more than two servings a day when it comes to dairy. Now, that does not, not mean a full glass of milk, okay? That's, like, seriously, guys. Eight ounces of milk is a serving. A slice of cheese is a serving. That's it. You can't sit there and load up on your protein and then have dairy in your protein bar, and you can't have, you know, like, you can't just smother your shredded cheese all over the place because then you're getting overconsumption of dairy. And then we've got other issues that have to do with hormones and other imbalances, and I don't want to go into that right now. But... I will just say that dairy is a good form of tryptophan in addition to canned tuna, turkey, which we already said, and chicken, okay? Um, you can also include your oats, nuts, seeds. You can even do like things like wholesome breads. And when I say wholesome breads, we're talking you know, like your wheat bread. We're talking your whole grain breads, not your white breads. Those doesn't count, so don't, don't try to manipulate it. And then we also have fruits. Fruits such as raisins and prunes, kiwis, avocados, um, you got your apricots and your dates, and then, of course, some of the fundamental classic fruits that everyone thinks about, we're thinking grapes, oranges, bananas, and apples. So, there you go. Those are tons of foods to choose from, to increase, that are super healthy and easy to snack on while you're on the go, and that boosts your your actually assists, it has full, it's loaded of tryptophan, it boosts your serotonin levels, or your serotonin synthesis in the brain, and then therefore helps you not be as anxious, which is great. Now, foods to avoid when you are already exhibiting signs of anxiety would be caffeine, okay? So things like, yes, I said it, coffee. Coffee is a huge one. Okay, especially if you're a person that's going to Starbucks and you're getting your crack in a cup and then you're overloading yourself because a regular form of coffee usually is around 75 milligrams of caffeine in it, where crack in a cup is usually like double 
it's usually 120 to 175. It's large. And that's not even discussing espresso. Okay? So if we, and the reason why we need to pay attention to this is because caffeine essentially creates a stress response, which then effectively also mimics the signs or the symptoms to which you're experiencing when you're having anxiety. Okay. So it's not necessarily that it's the root cause of it. What it's saying is that it's mimicking the similar attributes that you get when you have anxiety, which then gets you into that paranoid train. And then that, therefore you end up starting to feel like you're going to, it sets you up for having a panic attack or not feeling like you have the control. Okay. Um, another form of caffeine is going to be your black teas guys. So I'm a big tea drinker. I love my jasmine teas. I love my green teas, but black teas will send me over the edge. This is one of the reasons why I personally have been, I haven't drank coffee in about three years now. It's been about three and a half years. And then on my black teas, I also cut those out around the same time. So I am huge on green teas and decaffeinated teas still, still have a little bit of caffeine in them. It's not much, but I do notice that I prefer to stay with my green teas and my jasmine teas, etc. And for all of you youngins out there or for the older age group that haven't given up on your energy drinks, yes, cut that out. Energy drinks are so overpotent with not only caffeine, but in addition to that, if any of you have experienced kidney stones, I wonder where that came from. Cut out the energy drinks because you're just adding to more problems. I don't even want to get started on why that frustrates me so much, especially for younger generations. Okay. Now, how do we make, we're going to switch subjects. We've talked about the anxiety. We've talked about the physical. We've talked about the energetic. We've talked about all of that. Now we want to start talking about how do we make healthy things not taste like dirt? Okay. So do you guys all remember Jillian Michaels? Yeah. You remember her? She's like, she's like pretty, but she's butch and scary at the same time. And she's known for like screaming and yelling at people on, um, what was that weight loss show where they lose a, like a thousand pounds in an episode? Um, I cannot remember the name of that, but, um, it was like weight loss something rather or whatever. It was, it was amazing. The transformation was amazing, but what it does to their bodies and the pressure it puts on their heart is just, I, Oh, it makes me nerve wracking, etc. But Jillian Michaels, clearly gorgeous woman. She's promoting health. Good for you. But she's a little aggressive. She's very aggressive and like not approachable in the slightest, right? Like she's kind of, she's kind of scary. So one of the things that I saw one day, and this is like years back, I think we're talking five, six years ago. She was like, as a guest, you know, she was going up and running. She like came out with her book. She came out with her, she basically just branded her whole self because you know, that's smart to do when you get up to a certain level and you just start making a name for yourself. You might as well just make it your own, your own brand and make millions of dollars off of it. So that's what she did. Well, when she was on this one talk show and I do not even remember which one it was, don't even try to ask, but it was like five or six years ago. And they were doing like a nutrition component and they had her on and they're like, come on the show, like show us one of your favorite things to do in the morning to get yourself up and going. And so she sat down with the talk show hosts and she, you know, started mixing her stuff and putting in the blender. And then she goes in there and she 
puts like she goes and she puts it all in there she mixes it up and then she's all excited and she hands it over to the talk show host and she's like this is fantastic isn't this delicious enjoy it and sure enough what ends up happening is the talk show host takes a sip and she looks like she's going to puke like in two seconds like I cannot imagine what the off-screen viewage of that after they were done filming because the fact that she held herself together after tasting it, because I can imagine, gross. Like, she just, whatever. And all Jillian said was, oh, it tastes fantastic. You'll get used to it. Bullshit. It tastes like crap. Why would you keep drinking that every damn day? That makes no freaking sense. So one of the things I really want to remind you guys is, no, you don't have to keep suffering to be healthy. You don't have to keep keeping crap and things that taste like dirt to eat healthy. All you have to do is change your stuff little by little, okay? So what is one of the number one problems that a lot of people have? I have a lot of clients that they have actually come up to me and said that they don't like water. Water is a big issue for them. They just don't like the taste of it. Well, fine. So this is where I'm saying, let's start with something simple and let's go with, you know, drinking something like here, something that's sweeter, like crystal light, right? You drink crystal light for a couple of weeks and you switch it over to propel. Now crystal light and propel have, do have sugar in them. However, we're trying to minimize the exposure to it and we're trying to dock it down to the point where when you're done, when you do three weeks of the crystal light, when you switch over to, you know, three, three, four weeks of Propel, then you switch over to some people like the vitamin water. I don't really think it tastes that great, but you can do the coconut waters or whatever. And then you're switching over to something that's better for you. Like you can actually do, you know, fruit infused water, right? They have tons of those, like a Target and Walmart. You go in, you have the water bottles that have the infusion cup in it. And then you fill that up with your selected choice of fruit. Oh, and by the way, didn't we just say the fruit has increased tryptophan, which helps raises that serotonin synthesis, right? So by all means, we want to work towards getting to infused water, okay? And then maybe on top of that, maybe then you'll just be fine with water and lemon and or just even a splash of a little bit of lime juice or something. And then... You're at least drinking adequate means of water that you're supposed to do. The other thing I want to pay attention, close attention to is part of the reason why some of the Julian Michael shakes taste so bad isn't just because of the ingredients that she put in it. It really is also because your body isn't adjusted to eating clean. Okay. So one thing that's really important is making sure that you're reading the labels to which you're consuming food less toxic foods, you're decreasing your addiction to it. Because a lot of times what happens when we're on a grab and go, or we're eating out at restaurants all the time, a lot of those foods have sugars in them, which of course we know that sugar is the legal cocaine. It's just a fact. It's legal cocaine. And sadly, we have to pay a hell of a lot more attention on what it's in. Because what most people don't know is that when you pick up an item and it says no sugar or it says low sugar, look on the back because I guarantee you will be able to find at least five or six different forms of sugars in that product, which actually is 
the same problem because you're still getting an overloaded system of sugar. I follow the rule of three, no more than three forms of sugars. Now, when we're talking about forms of sugars, we're talking about the fact that there's like way over 75 different types of sugars. Okay. So I guarantee you are not even fully aware that even something like beet juice is a form of a sugar. Okay. That's a sugar derivative in the product. So then therefore you're getting exposed to it. So what we want to do is we want to minimize the toxicity within the foods we're consuming. One of those things is going to be our favorite crack cocaine sugar. And then the other thing that we really want to pay attention to is foods you cannot pronounce. If you cannot pronounce the word, don't even think of consuming it. If you don't know what it is, take it out. Because the number one thing we want to do is we want to make sure that we aren't putting toxic chemicals into our body. And I guarantee, just even making those two different changes will profoundly change the way that you taste food. It will actually make a lot of the foods that you consume taste better. You'll actually be able to taste the wholesome quality within food. Now, as it comes for recipes, okay, because that recipes is important, what I've found is that a lot of people don't really cook properly. They're unaware of how to cook. Now, cooking has become a very huge trend, which is fantastic because a lot of people are actually paying attention and they become foodies, especially at the holidays. Um, but some people are completely oblivious. So this is where I encourage you to start watching some cooking shows because really just even knowing how to put the olive oil in, sauteing onions, like sauteing onions and garlic, and then adding foods and cooking them properly really brings out the natural flavors of food. And the great thing is, is that you're not adding a bunch of chemicals to it, okay? Now, sometimes you're gonna have recipes that throw in a different things or like dash, Ugh. I can't even get started on dash herbs because not all of them are necessarily safe. Some of them you should be cutting out entirely. Sometimes it's good to just straight up stick with salt and peppers and herbs, okay? Um, there are some really good uh, seasonings out there that you can use for your proteins that are a lot cleaner, but just like I said, read the back of the label. Make sure that they're not having ingredients in them that you can't pronounce. If you can't pronounce them, get rid of it, okay? And um, I'm just gonna say, make sure that when you're doing a lot of your, your recipes, a variety of clean recipes don't include the canned foods don't include you know the prepared items a lot of that stuff can have that stuff in it the great thing is is a lot of companies are starting to be aware of that and they're starting to limit some of that um, some of those excess extra ingredients in it so they're they're reducing it um, so I just want you to pay attention if you find you know your prepared prepared you know, protein, look on the back of it, make sure that there's not excess ingredients in it. We don't want any of the extra preservatives. We don't want any of the nitrates. We don't want any of that crap, okay? Because it's not gonna help your system. And we're trying to make sure that you eat foods that taste good and that don't add to your problematic cycle, okay? All right, well, last but not least, I think it's time to announce that we are getting excited for the great reset. And the great reset is actually a 30-day transitioning challenge. It's basically a 30 day mind and body reset that is to help to get you reset. Obviously it's going to be a, it's going to be the start of a journey that moves through you 
which basically going, you're, it's going to be available on my website. You can put your name in and we're going to start sending you emails to kind of help get your stepping stones, not only dealing with the physical, but also the energetic mental shifts that need to happen to help get you primed for getting the results that you're looking for. So I'm excited that that'll be coming out soon. And I just have to say thank you so much for joining me on The Capital Life. That's where we talk about all the things. Um, join me next, uh, next time. Um, I have not picked a subject yet. So if you do have any ideas, I would, I would greatly appreciate you put comments below on things that you would like to hear about because one of the things we want to do is eliminate all the confusion and the noise out there to give you a little bit more of simple simplicity, peace, and achieving your ideal health with the Capital Life Podcast. You guys take care of each other and thanks so much for watching.